Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. All right. We had a moment on Saturday where the Astros were on top of the world. They came back against, it was like a re, reliving the 2017 World Series, and they came back off Kinley Jansen, and the Astros won that game Saturday. Everybody was like, yes, this is what we needed to turn things around. Zach Greinke's on the mound on Sunday. Everything's going to be great, and we're going to win these two games. Then we're going to go beat the Rangers, and then uh, we're not going to let the stupid Mariners catch up to the Astros, which they are there. They're only a game and a half behind the Astros for the playoffs. So this is scary. This is a lot of weird stuff going on, but that's why you listen to the Locked On Astros podcast. And don't forget to go listen at Apple Podcasts, uh, I guess Spotify, uh, just wherever you listen to your podcast. Just go download the latest Locked On Astros. And uh, if you, if you want to give us some uh, five-star rating on Apple Music, that would be great. So before we talk about the disaster of Sunday night's game, let's look at Saturday's game. What went good about Saturday's game? What was good about Saturday's game? Well, the fact that they showed some fight, the fact that they were down five to one. And I was literally, you know, I was like, you know, I just, I just want to turn this off. Like, like, I don't want to watch it. Um, I'm not in the mood. You know, you and I were talking before, we came on air and it was just, I don't know. I was, I was just in one of those moods where like, I, I wasn't in the mood to watch another loss. And of course, you know, Oh, ye of little faith. You know, I, I sit there and tell people to be positive and you've got to believe in our guys and all this stuff. But um, at the end of the day, they were able to rally and, and, you know, score, you know, five runs in that, in that ninth inning. And that pretty much sealed the deal because they, they shut it down. Of course, Ryan Presley coming in with a two-run lead scares the absolute hell out of me because he just does not look himself. And, Eric, we can maybe get into this now or later, but I think I don't think Presley's 100%. I, you can't convince me because he had knee issues. He didn't have arm issues. Am I correct, or did he have an arm injury that I'm that I'm forgetting about? Um, I think last year it was the knee issues, but uh, there's some reason why he was slow this spring training and summer camp, and that's why he was kind of brought around slowly. But, yeah, he wasn't healthy last year, too, and we saw how it affected him in playoffs. He just wasn't the same guy. But um, after the game yesterday on Saturday, I love what (laughs) Dusty Baker had to say. There was lots of whooping and hollering over there, 
And I, I believe that uh, Carlos Correa said it was lit. It was the first time that it was like this in a while. And it felt really good to just be able to celebrate. And yes, it's only one victory. Yes, it's um, one of the victories on the road. Yes, it's against the Dodgers. But you want to know why they were celebrating that game? Yes, it was because when they were driving in to uh, Dodger Stadium, all the people were had their signs saying asterisks and all this stuff, and they were pointing at the buses, and I'm sure the Astros on the bus were not even paying attention, but that got a lot of publicity across America. But there, another reason why the Astros were excited about winning that game, they're 7-18 and 18 on the road this year. That's crazy. It's, not, it's like, why? Why? There's no fans there booing you. How are you struggling so much on the road? So that, especially against a West team, it seems like, uh, well, I guess they're only playing West teams this year, but it, it just, some, there's something going on mentally with this team. Uh, when they go to like Dodgers or something like that, they could play pretty good versus the Mariners and the Rangers. But for some reason, it's the, the Padres, the Dodgers, the Angels, and the A's that they struggle with this year. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, to piggyback off of that Dodgers fans thing, um, ARB Randy on um, on Twitter, uh, she's she's kind of been writing her own coattails of fame lately, but she basically tweeted this out. And she goes, as Dodger fans sit outside the stadium, they flew a banner over the Astros minor league bus um, with misspelled signs for a team where 22 of 28 players weren't on the team in 2017. And, you know, Eric, if you're going to have signs out there and you're going to literally take time out of your day, I guess maybe you're off work. I don't know. Maybe you're unemployed. I don't I don't know what's going on in L.A. Um, but it just seems like, like I really don't want to characterize the – Dodgers fan base by these people standing outside, but the young men that had the sign that had the word asterisk on it was spelled completely wrong. I mean, I don't know if that was a punishment. Maybe their parents were like, you're going to hold this sign because you failed your spelling test in school. I don't know what happened there, but it is, it was interesting. And I don't know if you caught this, but tonight on, on the game Sunday, they interviewed Turner during the game and they were like, Oh, the Astros, are they just like another opponent or do y'all still think about like 2017? It's like, yeah, man, we'll never forget about it. You know what they should have done? They should have done a follow-up question. So, Hey, if the Astros bothering you, if the Astros presence is bothering you, have you thought about like Mookie Betts being on your team? Because didn't they steal a title from you in 2018 from cheating? I mean, that would have been a perfect ballsy, like they wouldn't do that. Stop. They wouldn't do that. I know they wouldn't do that, but you know what? It's like, come on, man. I'm like, I'm like, really? Like, from three years ago, you're a professional athlete. You're still, you're still like whining and crying about 2017. That's complete BS. That was like made for TV um, fake outrage. And so I was really glad they did get one over on the Dodgers um, Saturday. You know, that was great. Dude. Six hits off of Kenley Jansen in a row. And when he came in on Sunday night, I was like, dude. Here we go again. We're going to have another comeback. Well, that was until Cy Sneed, UConn Cornelius, gives up a three-run shot all the way to Alaska and totally screws that that thing up. You know, Brooks Raley came in, did his job, and then uh, – no, it was Cy Sneed and then Brooks Raley, right? I think so. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, Cy Sneed, man, he just – 
he just leaves way too much for like for like one team him to be great. He just he just doesn't all he he doesn't seem to do well. Eric, one of the things I want to look at is Zach Grinky. Zach Grinky in his last five starts. Do you know what he's done in his last five starts? Uh, no, I I thought he was on a roll there, but uh, he kind of struggled today, and I believe he struggled in his last start too, if I'm wrong correctly, or I could be wrong. Yes, he actually has given up three or more runs in his last five starts. He okay. actually, but it but the only start where he gave one three runs, it was only four runs, and see that speaks to a bigger issue that when these pitchers for the Astros are only giving up three or four runs, their offense isn't backing them up. It was great to have the big onslaught of five runs in the ninth inning on Saturday night, but we need to have those little spurts of runs in the first and second and third inning. We need to have that. And, you know, Bregman's back, man. I mean, he can't be going over. I mean, Bregman has got to be an integral part. Springer can't just hit a solo home run at the end of the game. I mean, these guys, Eric, they're just not getting it done. I mean, we can complain about the minor league pitchers and the double-A guys and single-A guys, but the bottom line is the major leaguers aren't doing their part either. Batting seventh for Houston Astros, Abraham Toro. Batting eighth, Miles Straw. Batting ninth, Jack Mayfield. That has something to do with it, too. And I know that Yuli Gurriel uh, had some uh, discomfort. I'll have to look at what the discomfort was. Then we also had uh, Led Ms. Diaz have some discomfort. So they're unavailable for this game. And I don't think it's going to be a long-term issue with them. But they should be back on Tuesday, Dusty Baker said. But uh, a name that uh, kind of shocked a lot of people for being out was Kyle Tucker. But Kyle Tucker has been in a little... Um, He's been struggling, and he was like one for 22 in his last six games or something like that, and uh, he needed a break. He needed a mental break, and uh, hopefully this will kind of help him out. But if it doesn't, maybe uh, we can get him a built bar. Uh, I think a built bar would be perfect for somebody like Kyle Tucker. Man, I'm really glad you mentioned that because we actually got our built bar box in over the weekend, and... I think I said this the other day when I when I did this podcast solo, but I want to reiterate something. Like Built Bar doesn't just make bars delicious; they make them delicious-er. That's right. Now I'll tell you right now, I don't like carrot cake. Like when I say I don't like, I typically hate all caps, bold, underlined, italics, whatever you want to do. I hate carrot cake. They actually have a Built Bar that is carrot cake and walnuts. Two things I don't like. And you know what, Eric? It's now become my favorite built bar. And I'm not bullcrapping you. I'm not pulling your leg. This is legit. H-Town Wheelhouse, no holds barred, telling you that built bar can take things that you don't even like and make you love them. It's good for the health-conscious guy. It's good if you want to lose or maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're great for keto diet. So I want you to go to Built Bar. Dot com right now. Now, once you use a promo code locked on, you'll get ten dollars off your next order. Now, while supplies last, you'll get a free cooler. We actually got one of these free coolers. It's a cool little zip pouch. It's got a couple cool, cool pouches. You throw them in the freezer. You freeze them at night. The next morning, you throw your built bar on there. Your built bar is nice and chilled. So, use a promo code locked on for ten dollars off at builtbar.com. Yeah, I think that somebody needed Snickers, though, today. I think that Zach Greke needed Snickers. Um, he gave up five runs. That's not something that he typically does. But we saw something that uh, we didn't 
we don't we haven't really seen since the beginning of the season, and that's Christian Javier in the bullpen. But there's a reason for that. I don't know if you talked about this this weekend, but Lance McCullers will be uh, making a start on Wednesday. So he's coming back, and then Jose Altuve is expected to come back pretty soon too. And Justin Verlander is throwing 50 to 60 pitches, so he could be coming back pretty soon. And I think the, the plan is to have him make a start in the final week of the season and line him up for uh, game one of the wild card series, if that's what we're calling it right now. So this team could get healthy. The question is, are they still going to be in the playoff hunt right now? And something that's really depressing and depressed me earlier when I saw it, the freaking Marlins have a better record than the Astros. The Marlins are 23 and 21. I'm not kidding. The Marlins are 23 and 21. The Phillies are 23 and 22. The Padres, um, I mean, even the Giants, they're 23 and 24 with the same record as the Astros, I think. And it's just amazing. And the freaking Mariners, they're 21 and 25, one and a half games behind the Astros. That's that's not good. And for the Mariners, just don't have a great team. Their defense is terrible. Yeah, they've got some good hitters, but their pitching is not all that. But they're trying to catch up to the Astros. And this is scary. This is reality, guys. The road has killed the Astros season this year. I know all the injuries and everything that's going on. But for some reason, on the road, the Astros just can't hit consistently. Here's the advantage that we have over the Mariners in the remaining schedule. The Mariners have two games against Oakland, two games against San Francisco. Actually, no, they got six games against Oakland. They play us for three games. They play San Diego for three games. And so, actually, I, you know, I know everybody – when I say everybody, that's completely figured a term. I don't literally mean – I haven't talked to everybody about this. But people that I've interacted with today on Twitter, to be more accurate, have said, I'm really concerned about Seattle. I'm really concerned. I'm like, I'm not concerned about Seattle. We have the Rangers, the, the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Mariners, and the Rangers. The Mariners have the tougher task. I know the Oakland A's just lost Matt Chapman. I don't know if you saw that to the 10-day IL. He's so out for a season, a, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, they said 10-day IL, IL, and then it said out for the season. So, yes, that is correct. That's a more accurate statement, I should say. But the Mariners, I don't – dude, I don't see them leapfrogging us. I'll be real honest I know. with you. We, but this season, though, you don't know. Like – we literally have been Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And like, I, I feel like I've gone, like, I feel like I'm dealing with multiple, um, multiple realities here because Eric, one day I want to be positive on the show and be like, man, the Astros are looking good. Let's turn this thing around. The next day I'm like, you know what? I can care less. And the next day I'm like, I want to win. I don't know what it is I want to do. I don't know what I want to focus on. I don't know what the Astros gain other than, you know, more scrutiny if they, I mean, here's the thing, whether we win or lose, people are going to hate us. Okay. And they're going to hate us for a long time. And unfortunately we live in a very negative time where basically people are just trying to, they, they have to have something to be pissed off about. And so I actually would love for the Astros to win this year because it would really piss people off because this is the year that the Padres were supposed to do something, or this is the year that the Dodgers finally win the world series and all this stuff. Wouldn't it be cool to win at Home Depot Stadium or Trash Cans? I mean, not Trash, sorry. Um, uh, barbecue Grill Stadium, whatever they call it in 
um, Globe Life Field, that would be great to win in Texas a title at the Rangers ballpark. The Rangers could actually come as guests and sit in the um, sit in the luxury boxes and watch the Astros beat the Dodgers. I think they have to wear their face masks though and say that we're just we're um, not we're not playing. We're just here to watch or something. But uh, yeah, we're actually going to talk about that tomorrow. I saw this and uh, I know that this was kind of a little, little bit of controversy over the past week. But the MLB baseball is going to propose a bubble. We saw what's going on with the NBA. And I know that the NFL is not doing that. They've actually had some fans at their uh, ball games. So, but uh, I think they're only allowed like so much capacity. But all the fans tend to bundle together anyway. So, but MLB is going to have host park for these things, and Min Maid Park is going to be one of those host parks for NL teams. So, I believe that the NLDS will be played there, or one of the NLDSs, and. So um, we'll have to talk about all that tomorrow because um, it's an off day for the Astros, so we can talk more about that. But um, I think that Justin Verlander, if he really is legitimately coming back, this will be a, the biggest thing for the playoffs. But at the same time, is he going to be built up enough to pitch five innings? I know he threw 55 to 60 pitches off the mound Saturday. This was not against... I don't think this was against people, but who knows? No, I think he's just no. I just no. I, I just think he's thrown off the mound, and then they're going to build him up to like seventy to eighty, eighty to ninety. They're going to build him up. I okay, you know, baseball is a mental game, and you can have all the talent in the world, but if you're psyched out of your mind, if you have it in your head that things aren't going to go right, things won't go right. And I think Justin Verlander is the type of X factor that can bring a mental shift that can bring now look as bad as that Grinky was dude did you see him make that did you see him make that um that out at first base on that yeah. double play where he sprinted and then like laid it out and i don't know if you caught this they they talked about zach Grinky as a kid growing up and he was 50 and O as a tennis player before he decided to quit tennis i mean what can't zach Grinky do and i think with Justin Verlander coming back and just the possibility of that, when we get to that point in the season, when they are in the playoffs, and listen to my voice, when they are in the playoffs, they will make the playoffs. You got my word, okay? Um, when I, I was almost going to promise something if they didn't make the playoffs, but I'm not going there. Um, when they are in the playoffs and Justin Verlander is the one starting game one, that's going to be a huge boost. That's what they need. They need they need like this eye of the tiger that they're missing, and then Altuve will be back. He'll be healthy, and then I mean, dude, it's just it's hard for me to fathom this team going to the playoffs and laying a goose egg. I just have a hard time believing that. But it is 2020, and this is not the same cast of characters, and it's not a regular regular season. Uh, we also see a little bit of Framer Valdez kind of coming back to earth. I'm, uh, before yesterday's game or Saturday's game, he only gave up one homer all year, and then he gave up back-to-back homer. So that is something to take in consideration. How has the league finally figured him out, or is it just it just so happened to happen? I'm not really sure, but uh, he. I'm trying to pull the box score right now, but um, he pitched five innings, allowed five hits five earned runs, and uh, one walk, and seven strikeouts. So he's still striking out people, but ZRA is back to up to 4.08. I, 
I just think that he's just he's coming. He's kind of leveling off a little bit. We saw Zach Greinke give up five runs again today. But the offense has got to do that. They can't keep on falling behind. And I know that I've been hearing all over everywhere that the Astros offense is way down from last year. And I heard them talking about that on the ESPN broadcast. And I'm sure they're thinking, oh, well, they're not cheating this year. So that's why they're, they're, they're batting is down. And that's not it. It's just like our team has not been able to stay healthy. And they just haven't found their groove yet. And I thought yesterday would put them in a groove, but then they lose eight to one. And so I don't, I don't know what to expect. So hopefully playing the Rangers is going to help things out a little bit. We'll talk more about the Rangers series tomorrow, but I do believe that uh, it will be Jose Kitty on Tuesday. And then Lance McCullers will take the mound on Wednesday. And then Frommer Valdez will take the mound on Thursday. I do want to make one little note real quick about Christian Javier. He did pitch two innings today, five strikeouts. That that's good. Yeah, that's huge. No, no, you know, I'll say it, I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's got a live arm. He's got major league stuff. He has got the makings of a big time pitcher that is going to be a he may not be a number 1, but he could he could be a 2 or a 3 very easily with the stuff that he has. And another thing that I noticed, you know, when you look at Framber Valdez is the last time he had double-digit strikeouts, he had 11 strikeouts against the Angels. Um, And he's given up a lot of runs lately and a lot of hits. Framber Valdez still has the stuff, still has the high ceiling, but at the end of the day, it's sometimes not what these starters do, Eric. Remember, it's the relievers that are really the ones that I think are kind of leaving a lot of us to wonder, okay, what's going to happen. I really hope Jose Arquiti comes out, pitches five or six innings. I really hope he gets the run support. And I know you mentioned Abraham Toro and Miles Strong, all these guys being in there, but the bottom line is Springer, Bregman, Brantley, Reddick, Reddick, they all have got to hit. They've got to hit the ball because if they're not hitting – you can't depend on Toro. You can't depend on Diaz. I mean, Diaz is going to have to suck it up, man. These these guys may have like like hamstring. I mean, I'm sorry. Like right now, it's it's what can you do for me today? Can you just give me one game? Can you limp through one game? I mean, really, that's what it's going to come down to. We don't have a whole lot of room to grow or move. I just, you know, I really wish Brandon Belak was still in the mix. Um, I hate that he's been reduced to a reliever role, but maybe that will be best served when come playoff time for him. Well, I know that the Astros are coming home for a, what is it, a five-game, no, uh, yeah, six-game homestand, and then they're going to go back out on the road. The Astros need to figure crap out on the road because I hate to break it to you, Astros fans. You know where they're not going to be playing in the playoffs uh, if they get past the wild card round. They're not going to be playing at Min Maid Park. They're going to be playing at some other ballparks. And so th- they're going to have to get used to playing on the road. They're going to have to get out of this little funk they're in. But uh, hope- so hopefully they end this season with uh, the Mariners on the road and then the Rangers on the road. So. Hopefully they can kick some butt and just 
get ready for the playoffs because this offense has got to start hitting. This is not the same offense. And as good as um, Correa and some of the guys are doing on defense, you've got to really hit. And so hopefully we'll see everything kind of come together. And we'll talk about this some more on tomorrow's Lockdown Astros podcast. And don't forget to go check out our friend Sully over at Lockdown MLB podcast. And I think that's all we got from a pretty bad night, uh, 8-1 to loss. But... Um, there will be also always Tuesday, so we'll see what happens on Tuesday and we'll talk to you later.